Two of our Björns, da? Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, um, I don't really know you at all, and you definitely don't know me. Yeah. Uh, so but I have a lot of questions yep. for you. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, so, but I kind of enjoy doing this, to be honest. I enjoy getting to know people on the podcast. And the reason that, you know, we ended up here is because you have a friend that listened to an episode that I did, and she said, I think you would really enjoy talking to my friend Tuva. Yeah. She lives in a van. She does breathwork coaching. And I think she listed a few other things. Okay. So like, who, who, who are you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Tuva. I see myself a bit as an adventurer. Very cool. Yeah. So I really, yeah, I love adventure. And I got a bit, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, not worried what my friend sent in a message when she told me, yeah, I sent him, I sent him a message and recommended you. And then I realized this was like, you've been interviewing a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, comedians. Yeah. And aren't I you a comedian? Worried, no. What? <laughs> I need to hear your five best <laughs> jokes. <laughs> and Vashiku. Let's no, go to her. Stop. <laughs> no, I have a couple ones that I'll come with later. All right. I look forward to hear them. Yeah. No. So I've been, I've been living in my van now for two years. Yeah. You're a van lifer. Yeah. And in a way, it's a bit embarrassing because it's so popular these days. But you liked it before it was cool. Yeah. No, I started when. It <laughs> really? Okay, I understand. <laughs> but it was, but it was because of the the pandemic and all the freedom that was taken away. I was like, how how can I get some type of freedom? And I realized like building a van and move into it. That's cool. That's, I, f I think that's very romantic. It has been. I had that a couple of guys over as well. So it's been been okay. nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I've been on a couple of van holidays last summer and the summer before. My girlfriend and the dog and a few other buddies in vans. Nice. And I tell you, every now and again, I catch myself on Finn. Yeah. Just having a look at if there's any 2014 Mercedes-Benz Sprinters available yes. or any Peugeot Boxsters. And I'm like, yeah, I think I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a beautiful life. And it's, it is less dirty than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mm. Uh, even though I remember like the first time I was in a parking uh, parking lot in a big city and I really, really, really needed to pee. Mm. And I was like, there's no toilets. There's a Sunday. Everything is closed. And I found this jar that I had uh, chickpeas in and yeah. it was empty. Yeah. And I was like, I have to pee. I'm going to do, do it. it. I'm going to do it. I did it. I was like, I can never tell anyone about yeah. this. Yeah. But then I realized... This is what guys does all the time Gator <laughs> in, their, Gatorade in bottles. their bedroom. Even. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> we got to get a bucket under the desk right yes, now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've become, it's a, uh, now it's a really, it's a comfortable, comfortable, beautiful life and very simple. Mm. So, yeah, I don't worry a lot, except when I don't have any electricity left on my battery. <laughs> okay, so you live 100% of the year in a van. In a way, less. like right now, I actually live in an apartment at Lucka. Yeah. Because people know that I live in a van, they feel bad for me sometimes. So they're yeah. like, we're going away, have our keys. So now I actually have two apartments at Lucka for free. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. But apart from that, then yes. you're in the van all year round. Yeah. So I stayed one winter in Oslo in yeah. the van. And that was, I thought people that stayed in their van during the winter in Norway was crazy. 
Yeah. But then winter came and I was like, this is my home. I love her so much. I'm going to stay. <laughs> mm, that's, uh, yeah, but that's the part that I think is romantic. Mm. Like, because you're not just locked into one place. And mm. You can, you know, wherever you decide you want to wake up, you can just drive yes. to and park it. You know, one of the things that we experienced when we did our trip last year, we were mostly around a lot of places around Norway was like, we would just wake up and we'd get to a place at, at night and then we'd wake up and we'd be like, wow. How beautiful mm. it is here. And it was like really, really like inspiring and fucking awesome. But you, you do that every day. Yeah, but of course there's a lot of parking lots and these type. Like there's, I guess, as we, I think everyone knows that there's like a glorifications around van life as well. Like you have a lot of nights in parking lots and these things as well. Yeah. But even that, like I wake up and I look up into the roof and I'm just like, <clears throat> I'm in a van in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh but it's still yeah it's just i think it's the yeah the freedom part of it that really really resonates with me and also all the people that you meet there's so many different people mm. that live so many different types of lives and i think that's what you really get to meet when you're traveling around with the van as well yeah people that just walk around i met a guy that walked from china to spain he used two years Wow. So he, so he just had a tent with him and just walked from China I don't know to Spain. Oh, he even had a tent. Damn. I uh, met a barefoot Italian as well. And like there's just so many people around the world doing their thing. Yeah. I think I but another reason why I think it's romantic because you get to meet all of these people that just I mean, you probably, you know, people live in fucking apartments and they don't even know who lives above them or who lives beneath them. But you rock up into a camping ground or a park for night spot or whatever and you end up meeting people with these incredible stories and talking to them. And it just feels like it's a little bit more, I don't know, like kind of more of a community or more of a like, hey, we've got, like it's easier to meet people, yeah. I think. As long as you're also, I think it's easy to think that it's really easy to meet people, mm. but you also need to take some action yourself. Because I've actually spoken yeah. to a lot of people that move into their van and then they feel really, really lonely. Okay. And they have a hard time connecting with people and finding people and and like daring to to go and and take co like have a take contact with people yeah um and actually i had an experience with that because i i really live for expanding the comfort zone and moving into the discomfort of of like doing things that we find uncomfortable mm. and i i had parked my van it was in germany and i parked my van <laughs> and i saw there was a type of party happening yeah uh, in the dark and it was like there was no lights it was just people with their beers and stuff and i was like oh i wonder who these people are there i heard them singing the birthday songs so it's a birthday party and maybe they're like students in their 20s something and i decided okay it's friday i'm gonna go out and say hi socialize and i go out and i bring my bon beer and i walk over to a small group of people and i was like hi my name is tuva can i join you for a little bit it's just crickets it's just quiet and yeah. they all just look at me and i'm like oh, okay okay never mind <laughs> maybe i'm not gonna I'm, I'm i'm not gonna be here so i like i step back a little bit mm. and then suddenly this one guy behind me falls over he trips on something he falls and he starts bleeding all over his face and everything gets just super super serious and I'm just like backing more and more off. Like there's nothing I can do either with like 
they were in their 50s maybe i forgot to say yeah okay <laughs> um i thought they were in their 20s no i th- i thought they were in their 20s because yeah, it was yeah. dark and i was like oh, i think maybe they're like my age yeah and i was a bit older and i think and then i just ended up like backing up all the way to my van mm. going inside putting on some music finding yeah. my diary drinking my beer enjoying my time yeah but not letting that stop me from no like, you know what <laughs> I, I think you've got to respect the boundaries too <laughs> Like if you yes. ask a group of people and you say, can I? And they say, yeah, sure. Okay, mm. cool. But if you ask them, they say, no. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's, yeah. that's it. And like, not take that personal. You can't take it personal. Yeah, so that's, the... that's a trick as well. Yeah. I think with like getting out of the comfort zone and especially when you ask people. I always feel like when you ask people, even though you're kind of 90, you go, it's going to be a yes. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. here. I got my beer. We're going to socialize. And if it's a no, you're like, oh. I didn't expect that. Yeah. But it's a no. See you later. Yes. Hey, I'm yeah. Sorry about your head. Yeah. Maybe if you said yes, you'd have better karma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do me one favor too. Far. This yep. is I'm like paranoid about like sounds and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, okay, that's there? good. Yeah, but you know what? Just, just move it a little bit closer to your face. Yeah. And a little like bit that? Yeah, sure, why not? And okay. a, yeah, that's good. I think whatever everybody no let me know how to do it perfectly no i think that's good okay i think that's really good okay nice yeah okay so you've had like a couple of i mean positive and mostly positive experiences a lot of positive ones yeah but have you like like how did the whole decision to live in a van full-time manifest itself into a reality i think going through a lot of fear Mm. uh because like, yeah, quitting my job, quitting the apartment, actually buying the car. I'd never bought something that expensive in my life. Yeah. And uh, so like really working with what is my what is my goal or my, my wish in the future and knowing that I have a lot of things that I have to go through right now mm-hmm. to actually actualize it. And um, so yeah. were you like you had an apartment and you had a, a full time job? Yes, at that time. And was it like difficult to let go of those things or was it like you know what fuck this stuff it i'm felt out more uncomfortable and and scary than what i thought it was going to be even though i've i've kind of been living as a type of nomad since i left high school okay. uh, so traveling around the world and i managed to get in four exchanges in my bachelor degree so i've just been traveling around nice and uh so in a way i guess it was easier for me than for a lot of other people because you're always been a free spirit yeah I, I i think so <laughs> all right so this isn't the story of somebody no. <laughs> who's been stuck living in this one place and they're like i've got a dream i'm gonna no. fight my way through it okay this is just a continuation yes of the way I'm... that you've lived your life okay so this is like the natural next step yes so it hasn't yeah it has it's not something extraordinary for me like even my in my grandma's like yeah of course you are i wish you could just buy a sewing machine and just learn how to sew and not buy a full like buy a van and build it and leave norway and (laughs) yeah okay because you don't just stay in norway when you're living in the van no so i left i stayed one year down in spain and portugal oh wow so that was beautiful yeah okay and are you you know when you're spending a year down in spain and portugal are you ever staying at one spot for an extended period of time do you ever be like oh i love this spot i'm gonna stay here for like three months or six months or something or I didn't say that long, no. but I had uh, I met uh, a Spanish guy that had a beautiful place at the coast of Spain, mm. and he offered me to stay there and help him work a bit on his um, area. Yeah. Uh, so I stayed with him for around a month. Yeah. And that was really nice, and I did some work away because that was a dream I had when I was nineteen, and now I finally got to actualize that as well. 
Is that just working in another country? No, it's, uh, it's, it's working for free. <laughs> oh, what a great dream. Glad to see you set your goals super high. I've always dreamed of being somebody's slave. Nice. <laughs> oh, they actually, there was a, a newspaper that made a, a, like a small article about it. And it's like, work, what, what was the, the heading was like, working for free to... I don't know. It was just it didn't make sense at all. But it uh, it's yeah, like you learn a lot. I, I stayed in a, a permaculture farm. Yeah. Okay. And I learned Spanish, and I learned a lot about nature, and I met amazing people, mm. and it's just something. Like, for me, I've realized like money doesn't really drive me, but I've realized like also with money you can have a lot of freedom. So I love money. Okay, well. okay, but it seems like you're not really working for free. You're working for accommodation mm. and you're working and for, for the food. food and you're working for knowledge. An so experience it's, of itself, yes. Yeah, okay. So it's a it's an exchange that just doesn't involve cash. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's nice. Yes, I, I, I like, like that. Uh, me too. I like places <laughs> like that. I think they're cool. You get a lot of that. I didn't know there was... What was that in Spain? It's Yeah, and it's Workaway, it's called. It's a, it's yeah. a website where you have all types of initiatives. So like if someone bought um, a sailing boat, for example, they need to fix. Yeah. They can ask like, hey, does anyone want to come and help me fix it? And then for, yeah, for sleeping accommodation and food. And then maybe after you're able to go with them and sail for a month or something or stay with, like it's it's so many cool opportunities ah. to just really experience anything you want. Wow, I had no idea about that. So is Workaway, is that like a website? Yes. Oh, wow. So it's just a website that offers people uh, like opportunities in exchange for labor. Yes. So, and, and I guess in one way, as, as I see it, you help people to realize their dream yeah. by also kind of experiencing something unique as well for yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. I and, love it. And so you were on a permaculture farm. Mm -hmm. And a permaculture farm, what kind of like, can you explain what a per what permaculture means? I don't not like I don't know like fully, but it's it's the it's more it's very circular. So like you use everything. I think the 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 most surprising thing that I learned there, I guess the first day, but it was that we had a like a dry toilet. Hmm. Yeah, and I was like, what is a dry yeah, toilet? What does that, that mean? Yeah, <laughs> and it means that like you only you only poop there, mm. uh, and then you put that and you have like. Um, Sog fleece. Like sawdust? Yes, yeah. that you use as well. And then you put that after you filled that bucket, you put that thing in a bigger container and it stays there until it becomes really good compost. Yeah. And I didn't know you could use human feces as compost. Yeah. But it's pretty Amoeba. cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so we had some um, olive trees and a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables that he grew. And uh, we, yeah, we picked a lot of olives by hand and by hitting the sticks on the, on the sticks. <laughs> on the, on the, yeah, I know what you mean. They hit the sticks on the sticks. Yes. Yeah, on the branches. On the branches, maybe. yes. Yeah. And then we made olive oil in the local uh, village. Yeah, okay. In the local fa fabric or factory there. Yeah, and that was in Spain? That was in Spain, yeah. In what part of Spain? It's in uh, Sierra de las Nieves. It's north of Malaga. Okay, yeah. Because I've heard there's a lot of places like that in Spain. Yes. Like Spain is really popping up and whether they're permaculture farms or, I don't know, hippie Hip farms. community. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I've always heard about Spain. So it's, it's really like that. Yes. And I think it, that's been beautiful as well to see those. I guess like 
stereotypical hippie communities as well mm. and see what works and what doesn't work with alternative ways of living. Yeah. yeah. And how? what's the alternative way of living that they have down there? I guess they try to, like these communities, for example, they're based on different values that they kind of have decided themselves uh, and found a way like, okay, we want to have this type of society. And then they moved I, I don't know too much about it i'm not mm. going to talk like i'm an expert no, no, on this no. topic but, but just from your experience yeah so. is that that you have kind of like-minded people a bit sick and tired of the whole capitalistic system and all the yeah are they self-sustainable more or less i think there are some that are yeah uh, i've only been to those who aren't <laughs> okay so they still relied on getting resources from yes. stores and businesses and things like that yeah but they grow a lot of things and and have their like safe water source and uh, solar wow. power yeah, and these okay. type of things so it's uh, it's cool that is really cool that is i mean even if you're like let's say you're like 50 percent self-sustainable like if you got your water and you're getting solar i mean that's a lot right mm. there and then if you're growing like fruit and veg and if you have some chickens with eggs or yeah whatever else you want to do i mean i guess spain has a good climate for that i think that's why there's a lot of portugal as well there's a lot of people moving you can do uh, it all year round yeah yeah and it's really really nice it's a bit harder we have i think there's I've heard about one self-sustainable place here, like a small community in Norway. Really? Uh, but it's it's hard, like with the solar power, to be able to to manage that at all. Yeah. Um, but I think there's oh, so many exciting things, like slowly developing and like maybe failing a bit and then learning again from that. Yeah. I think it's really important to learn those kind of skills and just to know that those places exist and mm. that people have an interest in developing them. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I was supposed to go to Burning Man in Africa okay. in 2020. Okay. That didn't happen. Oh, no, of course. No, no, no. Ah. But I like I, one of the things that kind of like really made me uh, attracted to that uh, invitation was that it felt like it's this, this community of people that exists to mm. help you know, like you had jobs and you had t tasks to do and everybody kind of like existed to, you know, just provide value to each other. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And they go, what skills do you have? And what mm. do you, what do you do? Do you want to work on this team or do you want to work on that team? And it just seems like, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what society is to like a bigger extent, but it, <laughs> you know what I mean? On, on, at, on a smaller scale, it different. seems like you have more of a say in how things go. And it's not like, you know, all money generated. It's more like, okay, I'm going to spend today hitting the sticks to get the olives and then, yeah. you know, it's simpler. Yeah. Have you been to any type of burning, burning mans or burning No, that mans? was going to be the first one that I, have you? No. No. But I have, I've, I've started to uh, meet a lot of people in the burning, uh, uh, what's it called, community here in Norway. Yeah. It's a lot of lovely people. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I met a couple of them at the Bart store, at the okay. sauna. Okay. That's nice. where we became yeah. friends. Yeah. So it seems like a good community. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of like into this alternative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're happy, right? Yeah. yeah. And I really think like, but I did, because uh, I did my, my bachelor degree in something called development studies. Okay. And it's about kind of how we, messed up the whole world with different systems and like how we're in all these crises now uh corruptions in the big systems and just so many things that made me so sad about like i i grew up with this idea that the world is a utopia like mm. life was just so beautiful and fun and playing and creativity and all these things and then i started 
studying and learning more, experiencing more and hearing different stories about like all the things that are happening in this world. And I got really sad and I was like, oh, maybe I'm just happier moving to a cabin or have a small farm where I'm not like connected to anyone. Maybe I bring bring a good man and have some children. <laughs> yeah. But then just like kind of disconnect from the whole big thing. Yeah. But then I gave myself a promise that I will never disconnect from the like from society, but stay in it and like enjoy that part of life as well. Because it's there is just so it's a really it's a it's a rich life when you also manage to see i guess the the beauty in the ugly in a way and to see that like me and my friend were walking uh, walking at like Grinlöka at like three two or three o'clock in the night on saturday and we don't usually drink too much we were just walking there kind of sober and just looking at people and all these humans just doing karaoke and, and like just hugging and doing all their things and of course there's a lot of garbage and these type of things around as well but it's just weird to be human <laughs> yeah it is weird yeah, but you know when you're doing development studies does that focus on a particular type of country like Not the developmental the world or anything world. like that the whole world so like looking at how the industrialized uh world or the um the developed world developed and how we messed up and how we give bad advices to poorer countries on how we can kind of just keep doing our thing and enjoy more and more resources well okay because yeah. i understand <laughs> right, but it seems like the advice that countries give to the third world or the developing world is mostly to benefit the first world countries exactly. right exactly that's like economic hitman style mm -hmm. and like china with these loans that they give to African nations to build highways or, and then they default on those repayments and yeah. then they seize the harbors and all that kind of yeah. shit. And then also we create, or I always say we, but like the the European and uh, especially maybe Europe and, um, and America, how I don't really want to talk about this, this is heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah okay uh, now we can talk about whatever it. <laughs> i mean i was just interested in what you studied yeah no so it's, it's a really it's a, it's really interesting but i think also it made me it made me seriously critical about the people in power and how um yeah, like i think i was I, I used to be in a way very naive i really thought that the government had our had our um, had our backs and um and now seeing through that studies, through the university, a university in Oslo, even though so it's not even that controversial or, or these things when they can teach it in a university, I think. Mm. Uh, but still it's seen as, as uh, yeah, something. I feel like there's still so many things that we, we can't talk about, about how we have structured society and our wealth and, uh, and these things. Yeah. Yeah, and you just you lo you looked at that from an academic perspective, like a really analytical lens, yeah. and then it just made you go, ah, stop the ride. I want to get off. This is something that like I can dip my toes into, but I want to focus more on living my life in a in a way that is different to how society is structured in most of the world. In a way, is that. I in a know. way, so like in in the after the degree, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna infiltrate the World Bank and like we'll start working there and create change from from inside the big like the big big places. Okay, I see. So you were <laughs> okay. So you were you were really like this really got to you. Yes, very much. I understand because 
I, I get it. So you learned all... I, you seem to be like... Are you somebody that has a lot of empathy? A lot of empathy, yes. What do they call Like an empath? Or? I guess so, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when you're reading or experiencing like all of this pain, which mm. is basically seems like what your whole study kind of inspired, like generated in you, it hurt you so much like yeah. emotionally and internally that you're like, first, I want to see whether there's anything I can do about it. And then you probably came to the realization that like that wouldn't be good for you or healthy for you. And you don't want to do that yeah and then you're like okay let's yeah. let's bail on that plan and just focus on living a life that you want to live in a way in a way <laughs> in a way so i think yeah when i realized like because i yeah, i was crying myself to sleep of the structures of the world and like also i think with the exchanges like i had one semester in india one in vietnam one in nicaragua and one in uganda oh so you're going to all these developing countries with a lot of issues yes and you're seeing probably a lot of poverty and a lot of also so many beautiful people and so much wisdom and so much like the nature and and just so many things that are so beautiful as well mm. and and also getting to see different sides of of stories that maybe i've been told from growing up here in norway and like really see yeah the diversity and and and, and the beauty of the world um and then i think i realized like i'm not i'm not gonna create that much change by trying to infiltrate these <laughs> big places mm. um and also seeing so many people who are so and like they're so engaged they want to, to create change they want to see a better world and and they're so dedicated to these things and then they burn out they're tired like before they're 30 they're out because they they, they can't see the change things seem to just get worse and worse and that's what I realized, like, I'm, if I decide to go that way, that's probably going to be me as well. So then I saw, like, what if I start working on, like, I see how fear is driving a lot of us. Mm. Like, society in itself is driven by a lot of fear, as far as I see it. And if I start working with my own fears and start like finding strength through my own fears and, and really expanding as a person, like just like for me, just sitting here talking with me, talking with you would be one of my biggest fear. Like I would, it would just black out and like raising my hand in class would be scary, but just by slowly, slowly managing different fears and managing to stay present and strong in myself, I could start, I started seeing change. And then I realized, like, if I can be a part of creating that strength and that calmness in others, then maybe that will be what can help them to create that change that they also want to see. So that's why I work with breath. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good philosophy. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a good way of doing it. Thank you. I think so. I think so. Because instead of like tackling like Nicaraguan state politics or whatever, Ugandan policy on yeah. fucking gorillas like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then then you can be like okay if i can teach breath work to people and help them i don't know like have more clarity of mind maybe that can it you can still spread positivity and hope and help people in a different way mm. in a way that might actually work yeah on an individual basis and then hopefully they can i don't know do something good with their energy yeah and is stay that... healthier and stay stronger ah. and stay more present like the breath is also such an like an intimate thing and you you really like the breath is life so when we learn how to breathe 
And are you thinking about how you're breathing? I'm trying to breathe in my <laughs> diaphragm now. I'm like, I know. So I'm just some yeah. diaphragm breathing. So I realize that every time I start talking about breath, I see people like, the breath instructor's watching. And that's the beauty, yeah, also the beauty about breath is like we can use it in so many different ways and uh, like create a, a conscious, nice uh, relationship with the breath. I know a few things about breath. Yeah, I can imagine. I know a few things about breath. And I understand that like whatever I try to do, and sometimes I'm in like bad situations, like I practice jujitsu, um, I'm not very good at it. So I'm often in like a bad situation with somebody <laughs> better on top of me in a, a dominant attacking position. Yeah. And I know that I just need I just need to like really focus on my breath and stay calm mm. and just wait for an opportunity, wait for him to move. <laughs> just you're okay here, just relax. But if I'm like, <laughs> then it, I'll, I'll if I get that shortness of breath and then I'll start kind of like panicking, then it'll end up being in a much worse situation for me. He'll take advantage of that. And mm. I know they're paying attention to my breath and I'm paying attention to their breath. Like we even have this move that my friend taught me. It's called psycho control. And it's when you're squeezing somebody from the top and you're listening to their breath. And every time okay. they breathe out, you constrict a little bit tighter. And then they, and then you constrict a little bit tighter. Yeah. yeah and you're, you're really paying attention to the breath. Ah, and then also like if you then have learned, because like if you, if you hold your breath, for mm. a long time, you will start feeling different cues that the body gives you. Yeah. So like there, this um, the spit will start becoming a bit more. Mm. And then if you recognize like, okay, now I'm starting, I need to breathe soon. And then you swallow the breath, but you ignore the, the feeling of needing to breathe. Mm. And then you will start to feel the diaphragm starting to like twitch a little bit. And it's like, now you need, but you can also like, you can learn to ignore that a little bit as well without getting the panic that most people get. Mm. And then you can, uh, maybe pass out in the end if you manage to ignore it long enough but <laughs> can you hold your breath until you pass out is yes, that possible I, actually i heard it apart because i always end up talking a little bit about the breath of course <laughs> uh, so then people share things that they know about the breath as well and i always get to learn new things and I, yeah. the, at the party at saturday uh, this guy told me that there are, are actually free divers that learn to ignore all the cues of the of the body that like you know you need to breathe mm -hmm. that they pass out and then they drown yeah. So they only they dive after the after the clock. Yeah. Because they know like a this much I can handle. Yeah. But because yeah they're just ignoring so, yeah. You got to respect so, that discipline. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But maybe not. Maybe not. Just don't do it so much underwater. No, I think it, that's it. Fuck, don't that's play crazy. too much with the breath underwater. Yeah, they just ignore all those cues. Yeah, it's like, so bro, you're like, ten meters yeah, we down. We told you many times now. Breathe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So of course, like there's, it is a lot of, of fun things, but the breath is also pretty serious. So it is yeah. pretty serious. And I've got a few friends that like were breath work instructors or are breath work instructors. And like, they must've been in their forties and they look like they were in their thirties. Like yeah. these two women, they were just like in phenomenal shape. And I go, wow, mm. you, how old are you? Mm. Really? Yeah. What's your secret? And they all said breath work mm. and they did breath work and I don't know, like, meditation and all kinds of shit like that but they mm. they really put it down to the breath work mm. why is the breath yeah. such a big deal like what's the what's the like who cares it's just breath it's the first thing you do when you come to this earth and the last thing you do and yeah. it takes like you have the breath with you in every situation you're in so like when you're stressed the breath co copies that 
stress that you feel and you feel the breath is stressed and you also get stressed by the breath that is stressed mm. and if you manage to calm down the breath uh, and stay like it, it is connected with how you digest how the the ph level in your body it's it's connected to so many things and also like it's the um, there is a, a gas called nitric oxide yeah. i don't know have you heard about it mm -hmm. do you know anything about it mm, i know that it gets you can like develop a lot of it when you go too deep underwater ah do you know why i think that air turns to nitrous oxide and you get Huh. The ox, the, I don't know. It's it's something that happens with depth underwater. Yeah. Changes air into nitrous oxide and you start not being able to think clearly. Then it's probably, it's not nit nitrogen uh, oxide? Uh, what did you say? Nitric oxide. I think it's something like that. Because but, like the the nitric oxide is something that is produced in the nose. So when mm. we breathe through the nose, that is, uh, we produce it. But if we breathe through our mouth, we don't produce it. And when we hum, we produce it fifteen folds. Okay. And it's uh it's um it um what's it called dilation is when it gets bigger, right? Yeah. That, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah the 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 blood dilation and yeah. And, and stuff Should like I just that. Google the thing that do I was that, talking about that. really quickly? Because then There's, yeah, because I'm curious. Yeah, I, I know. Like when when I did uh, diving nitrous, I know when I was diving, it's something that like used to happen a lot. You okay. had to be like really careful about it. Yeah. Uh, scuba diving. Oh, that's fucking. I always love learning. Learning new things. Scuba diving nitrous oxide. Yeah. Nitrox is simply a gas mixture that has a higher concentration of oxygen and a lower concentration of nitrogen. If a diver is breathing less nitrogen, the chance of developing the bends is greatly reduced. For, yeah, I don't know. So it's some diving shit. Oh, but I have some Googling to do when I get home then. Yeah. Nitrox is what you're thinking of. Nitrox is simply regular air with a percentage of oxygen increased. Yeah. So I guess it's just regular air with a percentage of oxygen increased. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's, it's, it's some shit with <laughs> nitrogen and air. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know what? I, I, when I, when I, when I, the reason I Googled it is sometimes we get into like these conversations on the podcast and I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Yes, okay. And I'm like, you know, I should Google that just to put it out there. But it's a thing. Good call. Good yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Okay, but what were you but saying yeah. about the... The nitric oxide yeah, or the... the Yes, yeah, so that's also a really, it's a beautiful gas that helps uh, helps the blood to dilate and helps our, our sleep quality, etc. And also like the breath when we sleep, for example. Yeah. It's so important to, to breathe through our nose when we, when we sleep. Yeah. And uh, like for me, I've been, a, I've been a mouth breather all my life. Yeah. So I've been working like really, really hard to become a nose breather. Yeah. For some people, it falls naturally. For someone, it's like a real fight. Did you have to tape it? <laughs> I'm taping. I've been taping for one and a half year now. So you still tape? Still tape. Wow. James Nestor also still tapes the, the author of Breathe. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, okay. I've tried taping. Yeah. But I always blow it off. I just go, Pfft. I have a weird breathing thing in, okay. in my sleep. I'm like, I'd go like this. That's what I do when I'm sleeping. So if I put tape there, unless yeah. it's like, you know, duct tape across my mouth, like yeah, I'm getting kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, Because I never recommend like duct taping all, like all the whole mouth. Usually I just use like a tiny piece of tape. I'll blow right through that thing. 
So you're probably the one who needs the whole, the whole thing. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Never I met anyone so. like that. So that's nice to know that There exist. you go. We're out there. We are out there. Okay. So yeah. you were a mouth breather and then you... <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. I realized that the mouth breather is a, is a word for, for calling someone dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that before, but I can... Understand. Yeah. I don't know why they... I don't know why they say that. Like, I have a theory. Let's hear it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's my own theory. Um, They're the best. But <laughs> <laughs> They're the best I have ones. a lot of my own theories. <laughs> Me too. Um, but yeah, so when we breathe with our own mouth open, especially as children, yeah. and um, our skull is formed differently mm. uh, because the, the tongue doesn't hit the roof of the, the mouth and doesn't sing, they're sending some signals to the body and building the bones in our skull. Mm. So when that happens, we usually get a, a, a what do you call it, a bit? Like, uh, like an underbite? No, like an or, uh, overbite. Overbite, yeah. yeah. And in our skull, like our whole face becomes longer and like it, like you don't look smart. Like, oh, you look huh? like one of those stereotypical dummies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, and also maybe you are a little bit dumber if you breathe through your mouth because your brain doesn't get like that much of like enough, uh, like the gas exchange isn't optimal when you breathe through your mouth. So like the brain doesn't work optimally. Like there's so many things that doesn't work optimally anymore. Okay. So maybe you actually are, but I don't know. That's, it's my theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it seems legit. Okay, because if you're not getting a good quality sleep because your mouth is open, probably during the day, mm. you're, you're not optimized for critical thinking and you make, okay, yeah, but that's... Yeah, that's and also breathing through and it probably more, the mouth is more connected with the chest mm. and then you're more in the, in the sympathetic nervous system. So you're more, you're more stressed. And then I guess then when, in, when you're in flight, fight and flight mode as well, all the blood goes to the most um what is it called the like crucial the yeah yeah like the core organs yeah yeah okay so yeah. so would you say that like sleeping with your mouth closed is like critical i would i would say so yeah really mm. really so if anybody's so for people that are sleeping with their mouth open like me for example mm. I would be a more optimized version of myself if I slept with my mouth closed. I would say so. Like for me, I have from my own experience, I'm really in a way I'm happy I can speak from my own experience. Yeah. Because else this can sound a bit like better yeah. than others. No, speaking from experience <laughs> is super, super important. Yeah. So like I could, I, I've always been a good sleeper. I always slept like really easily, slept a long time and I could sleep for 16 hours straight wow, uh, and, and still like wake up and just sleep more because I was tired. Uh, and also during high school, I was just sleeping. I had to nap all the time. And then I started like really working with opening my nose and, and closing my mouth during night. And it took me four months to manage to have the tape on the whole whole night. Because you were ripping it off yep. or blowing and it I, off? And or... I was like, okay, I, I need to breathe and I will just rip it off and I was just, I'm just gonna sleep. Yeah. But then I started sleeping, like because you, when you have your mouth closed and you breathe through your nose, you get like uh, you get more into the REM sleep. Yeah. Uh, that is the, the the sleep that really, I guess, prepares your body and mm. does a lot of the deep work uh, yeah. and the deep rest. Yeah. Uh, so I could really see a change in like how, like my life was just better. It was, I, I had more energy. I felt better. I would even say like, maybe I looked better. I like, I just, everything was better. 
and it surprised me that I could see so much change just from that. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone is going to feel that like really rapid change mm. uh, when they try. Some people don't feel it at all. Um, and some people really feel like, wow, I had my first night of good sleep. Because I know like a lot of people have bad quality sleep and don't sleep enough and, and these things. It's a huge problem. Yeah. It's a huge problem for so many people for mm. lots of different reasons. And mm. I'm talking to a lot of friends and people that are like suffering from sleep problems. And it does seem like it's kind of not helped by mobile phones and social media and all that kind of stuff as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes it even harder. It does make it harder. Yeah. But is there like, can somebody who is a mouth breather, can they change and be a nose breather just by taping their mouth every night? No. So for, for a lot of people, I realize that they don't really have a stuffed nose, uh, but they still breathe through their mouth uh during the night yeah uh so for them it wouldn't be that much of a problem because then you tape the mouth and then they just breathe through the nose because it's open but like for me for example like my nose hadn't really been used that much so i had to like when i started breathing through my nose it would hurt because it hasn't been that much air going through the nose so even when you were awake you were still breathing yeah. through your mouth yeah really <laughs> yeah okay Shit. I it's guess a rough life yeah 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 <laughs> That's probably more common than I think. Yeah, and I yeah. because also now I realize when I walk around looking at people, I look at how they breathe, how their chest or stomach is moving, mm. how their like position is with their shoulders. I've become very like now I know how the closest people in my in my circle, I know how they breathe. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> you, you get can, a bit obsessed. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you get the opportunity to analyze that with mm. like, you know, every single breath that anybody ever takes. Mm. So you're always just seeing like exactly, okay. And, and not always, but... But when well, you want to, you, yeah. can, you can switch that on. Mm. Huh. So, okay. But yeah, so you need, so, like for some people, like my, my cousin had a, a really stuffed nose for a long time and he was just, he, I managed to motivate him to stay with the nose breathing uh or tr like tried to breathe through his nose and he was he was breathing like really heavily because he was breathing through his nose mm. we were trying to really get the air through and his girlfriend got almost like really annoyed with it because he was yeah. breathing so loud uh but then suddenly he like he sent me a message was like tuva my nose is open i'm so grateful i didn't take the surgery and and so like there are hope what you surgery need... was he gonna get i don't know but there are different surgeries that you can take that will open up the, um, yeah. Okay. It can be like polyps and stuff you can take away or like more, like some people now have like really narrow yeah. nose uh, canals. Like, yeah, they wide, widen them or something. can do a lot of things. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not optimal to, to do a surgery. Uh, no, if you can avoid it, mm. I guess always do that. And I, I like, but you ha yeah, you have to be a bit dedicated uh, and really believe that know that things takes time to mm. be able to go through with it because it's hard like when you can't breathe it's it you feel it <laughs> yeah okay so you can't just expect to tape your mouth shut one night and then all of a sudden because like it, do you need to retrain the way you unconsciously breathe when you're sleeping then so like if you're like sleeping with your mouth open for like 30 years or something mm. it's not just gonna happen overnight because you need to change the pattern of breath work whilst you're unconscious so some kind of system needs to yeah so i don't know too much about it but like with the with the people that i know about that um i've been 
yeah, been working with the breath for many, many years, when they, they say that they still tape their mouth, is because like, and I guess there's different uh, things you can do to like maybe work with the with the muscles in your in your jaw to make sure that they stay closed mm. uh, during the night and stuff. But it's hard to know, yeah, when you're unconscious. But I think. And there's not too much science on it either. So it's, uh, but no. this, I think it's really is something that is coming that we can get more science on how we can, can breathe, breathe more optimally uh, without yeah. needing to need all this tape and all these different gadgets and these things. Yeah. You know, like when I meet people that have like really good breath, I always feel like they're so much more calm. Mm. They're so much calmer. You know, I got a few friends that are yoga instructors or yogis and I'm like, oh yeah. He's a real calm person. He's mm. breathing real <laughs> slow and real steady. Even you. I mean, you look very calm. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and ha- But has your, like, since you started, like, doing breath work, has that changed your ability to perceive information? Has it changed, like, the way that you look at the world and the way that you behave and things like that? I would, s- yeah, I would say so. Mm. But I guess in one way, I've always been quite calm. Uh, yeah. Let, uh, let me ask you another uh, question. Yeah. Then. Like, do you think, say, for example, breathwork might be able to help people with like ADHD? Yeah, yeah. I th- I think like if when you have like for me, I see the breath as a like a, you have this multi tool. Mm. So like you can use the, the the breath to kind of like activate. If you're tired, you can do this these different uh, breath um, uh, techniques to activate. But then you can also use those to downregulate if that's what you want to do, mm. or if you, like, for me, I don't. Um, yeah, no, but I, yeah, I really think you can use it, and as long as you build that conscious relationship with it, you can kind of use it for whatever you want to use it for. Yeah, uh, I, which I think is beautiful, and it will be different for every person, like what they need from the breath, and at different times. Yeah, yeah, okay. So mastery over the breath. Mm. can have a lot of different benefits for different types of people looking for different things. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a beautiful tool. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, like when I kind of started figuring, like listening to, you know, go in tune with the whole breath work thing, there's probably like a lot of people was like the whole Wim Hof movement. And I remember seeing this like Vice documentary mm-hmm. called Superhumans Wim Hof, like maybe like 10 years ago. And in that documentary, he talked about an experiment that they did in holland where they gave him some kind of poison yeah. you know what i'm talking about it's the e-coli e-coli i can't remember it okay. might have been and yeah. then they gave him the poison and he said that he could activate his immune system to defeat the poison mm. and he did mm-hmm. and then they said okay but you're just a freak and he goes no 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 i, I can teach anybody to do yeah. that and then he got a group of students 10 students or whatever it was and then they all did the exact same thing yeah and, and like his whole philosophy from the way I can remember it is that like your breath like really can be a cure for depression. It can be a cure for, you know, lots of different things that are going wrong in your life. So mm. that's when that popped up onto my radar. And I was like, huh, pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. And also with like I use um, I also facilitate like deeper type of breathwork journeys where mm. I don't know if you've done any of those where you lay down, close your eyes with like pretty loud music and guided through this uh, kind of like Wim Hof, but you do it for like 40 to 45 minutes. No, I haven't. No, I've haven't. never even heard of it. Okay. Okay, so keep going. So, yeah, so it's uh, it's called, or it ha- some people just use the word breathwork for it. Yep. So, but breathwork in a way is just, it's a huge word. <laughs> uh, so it can mean 
you kind of have to ask people what do you mean by breath work yeah um but it's also called conscious connected breathing uh so it, you usually breathe through your mouth during a session like that mm. so you kind of have to tell people that are obsessed with the breath like it's okay we're going to breathe through the mouth now it's okay usually breathe through your nose but now this session you're going to breathe through your mouth okay. and uh and yeah you breathe actively for around 40 to 45 minutes depending on the style of that type of breath work and it really takes you to a different way of 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 being and experiencing and getting access to type new type of creativity new perspectives old memories um it's it's uh, takes you to a different dimension if i can use that word Fuck yeah you can uh and it's it's a really it's a nice it's a beautiful tool to, to you have to heal trauma to to find strength to get access to universal love and these type of things that we may feel that we're lacking at some time, some yeah, sometimes, and be able to use that breath to go a bit, go a bit deeper. Um, but I guess in also in one way, it's um, because it's such an active uh, breathing technique. Mm. You can find a lot of people that have other addictions and try to get off of the addictions of different types of drugs, for example, and they get into this type of breath work and they get addicted by that because it gives them the feeling of being alive and they can feel their whole body and they kind of get a get this like really ah, beautiful experience in it and they kind of get to like kind of escape from from reality. Um, so I think it's 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 uh, that's why I work with the whole specter spectrum of the breath. So like how we breathe in daily life, and to be able to feel that feel good when we breathe, and also to use the more extreme parts of the breath to take us on these journeys that we may need to, I don't know, to get past some type of insecurities or get clarity on a big choice we need to make or these things, and then integrate that experience into the real life um and yeah it's uh and it's such uh, an amazing thing to be able to guide people through those experiences because it's crying it's laughter it's it's tears it's 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 everything comes up and yeah it's um it's sounds really, very emotional it is very emotional yeah and, but you can guide people to this state this deeper state just through the breath work just through the breath work oh, yeah wow. And the funny, I don't know if, if it's funny or not, but um, the part that the breath work, that breath type of breath work was developed by uh, a couple called Christina and Stan Graf um, that used to do research on, on ther therapy and LSD. And then LSD got illegal and they, they wanted to find a way of accessing that type of, 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 uh, of uh, ment uh, what's it called? mental states. Mm. Um, without doing something illegal and they found these this breathing technique uh, that gives kind of the same access to to the wholeness of our of our mind and an emotional state and all these different things um so it's yeah it's it's really magic it sounds magic yeah it sounds magic it, it kind of reminded me when you were talking about that of some kind of psychedelic state mm. or like some kind of you know like i don't know access to when you said like access to love or access to deeper things like i've had a fair few like ayahuasca experiences okay and w everything that you talked about then kind of just reminded me of being in peru 
mm. with a group of other people having this kind of like you know guided session but it seems like you're able to and that's what it was kind of designed for is to just take people there without the necessity for an external like uh, element mm. so you can just get there naturally yeah and i think that's also um it's a good thing that it's legal <laughs> and yeah. and also that like when you're always in control of your own breath and i think at least for me as a facilitator i'm very um it's important for me that people know that they are in control of their own breath so like i can be there and i can kind of push a little bit or guide them a bit deeper but they always have the choice to calm down their breath and to bring them if it becomes too much they have the breath to kind of control their own journey so if they feel like uh, uh, i want i don't want to be a part of this anymore you, you can calm down your breath start nose breathing and you're back into the room and you're back into into your uh, body they can get off the ride yes and i think that's the, the thing that maybe bad trips may give you is like you're in for the ride yeah. if you go in buckle up yes you bought the ticket <laughs> yes. you're old enough to take this you're tall enough <laughs> yeah, there you go you're in you're in bro yeah so i think that's wow. the yeah wow that sounds like an amazing experience mm. it's uh, it sounds really 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 cool wow and i guess uh, that's something i mean you know like man you know like some of these ayahuasca chips that i took like they're lasting like five six hours or something yeah. like that and they're incredibly traumatic for certain people depending on what they're going through and you know stuff like that but there's no getting off mm. like no 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 you're like you're you're in it this is happening look you're forced to look mm. and uh, i guess some t I, I like i've never taken ayahuasca myself but uh i guess sometimes it can be good to be forced to see uh i i guess i don't know yep uh yeah it's uh, it's where the healing happens yes so i guess also with with uh with breath work is you can if you yeah if you don't feel ready you can kind of you can back off but most people are not aware to to the degree that they actually go into that they go into this type of experience and i guess some people get really surprised by what they what they experience or what they release or mm. and i've seen especially with men that i guide through breathwork sessions that they just have these big epiphanies and access to feelings they've never felt before and just i had this one guy was like oh my god i just felt like this ball of light and oh my god this is the best feeling i've ever felt like it's the best experience i've ever had um and I guess with with a breathwork session, you never like there's never a session that is the same. So sometime one time you will have just physical experience, like just feeling tightness in your fingers, and maybe you fall asleep. Next time you feel really good, and it's an amazing experience. Next time you get into an old memory you almost forgot, and kind of have to process that. So it's really it's it's a whole a big um, yeah spectrum of experiences you can have. Yeah. Okay. Well. And I guess like in one session as well people could also experience different parts of that spectrum Absolutely. so some you know somebody here might be going through something like really intense and somebody over there mm. might be having something completely different as well absolutely yeah wow that's pretty interesting yeah that's pretty interesting you know like one other thing that kind of happened when we were in peru was that like it felt like half of the job was done by the ayahuasca and the other half was done by the shamans because mm. what they do is they go around and they sing to you so whilst you're going through this like psychedelic experience, you have these people sitting in front of you singing into you. 
and that kind of like helped guide your visions and guide your thoughts as well. Are you like guiding people as a facilitator? Are you so you're kind of like t- talking about the breath work, like breathe faster, breathe slow, or whatever you end up saying, mm. and then they all just kind of go on their own individual journeys or is that yeah it really depends like there are, i guess there's also different ways to facilitate some yeah. some people facilitate a breathwork session without saying a word they just go on your own journeys mm. whatever is going to come up is going to come up but for me i i really enjoy uh like having a topic for example nice. so like the inner child topic there you or go. yeah <laughs> what i was getting okay perfect keep going keep going um so for example i had um uh, i've been having some breath work at different festivals this summer yeah and i had one session uh where i ha- where i had chosen the the topic of fear mm. because i really enjoy like how we deal with fear and how we can learn to like fear will maybe always be there uh, and it can drive like we can use that energy of, of fear in different ways mm. it's like kind of learning how to dance with the fear so when the fear appears like it's there like how can you how can you take it in your hand and kind of learn how to use that energy mm. uh, so i guided wow. them through a session of like finding asking them to to go into themselves and see like what what fear is have power in your life now and maybe taking you away from the things that you want to experience uh, or do in life like i don't know if you want to start a podcast or if you want to um i don't know go on a vacation by yourself or quit your job or these things to really go into that fear and, and feel that fear and how does it feel when that fear is present and then imagine how does it feel when that fear doesn't have that power over you? How would that look? How would that look for others when they see you do the actions that you you do when that fear doesn't have that power? Uh, and it, yeah, for me, it was, a, it was a beautiful session to guide. Mm. And also, yeah, I had good, good feedback on it as well. Yes, that's it. I get it. I understand. Mm. I think that's a good way to do it. Mm. that sounds awesome (laughs) that sounds really awesome and that's kind of like what the shamans were doing like they were like singing to you in a language that you didn't understand Mm. but it felt like you were reliving a part of your childhood it felt like you you inside of your head you were taking the words to a place where you needed them to guide you so i think i think that's really cool and i guess what also the breath work creates is and what you're facilitating what you're creating is a uh I guess like a state of how do I say this? Like inside of people in that environment, you're creating a state where change is possible. Mm. Like the breath work is saying, okay, now you're in this susceptible mindset where you can make positive change if you choose to. Mm. And the breath and your guidance is facilitating those directions that you want to take. Mm. Where uh, yeah, it seems like it's a lot. It seems like it's a really important I, th- I like what you do. <laughs> I think it's important. I love it too. <laughs> I, I think what you I think what you're doing is really helping people. Thank you. Just by listening to you, I think you're helping me. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, and the topic of fear, it's something that pops up on this podcast almost yeah. every episode. E- episode after episode after episode after episode. People always talk about it and approach it from their own perspective. Because everybody deals with it. Yeah. It's such a universal theme, fear. And also like how we 
and to hear how because we do work in different ways mm. uh, like how we deal with things and to hear how other people that have managed to like find a w- their own dance with fear mm. uh, and to hear all these those different ways um, and to be able to to take inspiration from that and maybe find your own way to deal with fears in your life uh, I think it's beautiful so yeah we need to talk about more about fear and how so. to how to deal with it yeah I, I think it's really important it's a really important topic because it seems like fear is often this thing that holds you back mm. more than it protects you absolutely you know what i mean like you're it's like an illusion of protection it is. it is or it's this protection mechanism in overdrive mm. like have it when you're crossing the road mm. for sure you don't really need it if you want to start a podcast you don't mm. like or whatever your thing is you know but the fear gets in there and then mm. you start going, oh no. And then what will other people think? What yeah. if it f- fails? What if I can't, what if nobody listens? Whatever that yeah. fucking thing is. And it's all, the thing is that it's probably always going to be there. So like mm. just the last couple of hours before I was going to come here, I was like, oh my God, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth when I'm on the podcast. Maybe if I say something stupid and na, 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 na. And what if, what if my uncle hears this or that or this? And it's just, it continues, but it depends on what power, what amount of power do you give those thoughts? Do you just like kind of let them go and like, thank you for visiting, (laughs) bye. Um, Or do you take them in as truth and let them, yeah, steer your life? What do you do? With these thoughts? thoughts? Yeah. How do you deal with it today? Today, I just become aware of them. Yeah. And then I just remind myself that I, I truly like, for me, I really enjoy being a human. I enjoy experiencing all different types, like t- different type of things, exploring, um, expanding in different ways. And I know through my own experience that it is those moments where I can feel like, oh, I'm a little bit, uh, that in the end, nobody's really going to care about if I said something. And if they do, that's their issue. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then just finding, finding strength, um, yeah in myself that i i have i have my close friends and my family and <laughs> and um yeah just not giving those thoughts that power so i'm 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 acknowledging that they're there mm. and then i'm kind of just like okay thank you bye yeah and then i'm here again yeah. so i can i can, yeah i can kind of see my my mind that, that, that those thoughts are still there yeah even though I've, I've worked with with fear and discomfort uh, for myself for many many years mm. but i've seen the fruits that it bears to be able to go beyond mm. those that fear or those fears yeah yeah absolutely it seems like we have a pretty similar way of looking at fear because one like one of the ways that i'll deal with fears is I'll kind of imagine that like I'm on the river, mm-hmm. I'm on the bank of a river. Yeah. And every idea that I have is like a little canoe, like a little boat that just comes up. And I go, oh, here's a scary boat. Do I want to get on that boat and start like paddling and seeing where that boat takes me? Or do I just want to let it go? Mm. Sometimes I get on the boat and I paddle like, oh, fuck, this is totally the wrong direction. But I, I, I see like, okay, if I just follow this thought, if I get on this thought boat of fear, okay, it leads me there. And I, I don't want to mm. be here. Mm. Why go on this boat? Get, that's a shit boat to be on. Yeah. And I go, you know what? Here's a good boat. Like what if, look, this is a boat that's 
a boat of like hope or a boat of love or a boat of happiness. You, why don't you get on that boat? That, that seems like a great boat. Okay, let's get on that boat. Mm-hmm. Let's ride this thought boat for like where it ends up taking me. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, that's sort of what I do. You know, I'll, I'll acknowledge that there are these things and then I'll either just let them go or explore them a little bit, but then I'll always end up getting on a good boat. Mm. I'll always be like, this is the boat. Where do you want to take this boat? And I think that's your boat. That's is very important to know that you can jump off that boat. Yes. Because I've realized that for me, it, it, I was something that I, I worked on it, but it came kind of natural to me to when I have a thought that is fearful of like, okay, what is going to happen if someone breaks into my car, for example? Mm. Um, what am I going to do? What if that person, I don't know, does whatever it does to me, steals all my things and then steals my car and my family. If I allow myself to go all, all that way with that thought, I'm going to end up as a wreck. Yeah. So I usually like when they start, because they come up, like when I hear a sound, it will come if, uh, like a small thought of fear, like, oh, is someone out there? Mm. And then I have to, like, there's a crossroad there where I have to choose. Do I decide to go all the way with that thought? And yeah. it's hard to stop. Yeah, of course. Cause I, and I think that's the, that's where a lot of people go. They go all the way with that thought. Yeah. But I managed to, like, to build a muscle to kind of stop that thought yeah. and just force myself to start thinking about something else. And then I'm on something else again. Mm. I jumped on another boat. And uh, I think that's, uh, for me, it feels like a gift, but I also know that it's something that you can develop as well and will make life so much easier and the present so much more enjoyable. Yeah. 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 Like I had a friend, she told, she, she had a, she got a niece, she was a little baby, the niece, and she was going to hold the niece. And then before she even got the niece in, in, in her hands, she had already thought, that she lost her, she rolled down the stairs, broke her neck and died. And yeah. like, it's not going to be enjoyable holding that little baby no. if you let your thoughts go all that way. Yeah. And you know, I think there's more of a chance of that happening if you think about it. I I, right? I think like, if you think I'm going to drop the baby, you're fucking going to drop <laughs> yeah. the baby. But if you think I'm going to hold this baby so yeah. well, I, I got this baby. So I got you, baby. Yes. I got you. You ain't broken your neck. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah, so that's that's another like thing that I kind of like end up coming to. I I think that more often than not, people manifest the things that they're afraid of mm. when they think what they're doing is trying to avoid that thing. But by putting so much mental energy towards it, they end up creating it. They create yeah. the thing that they don't want to happen by focusing on it. And I've been thinking a lot about that because I've been so fortunate or like been feeling very fortunate when I've been traveling and been like almost never something bad happens. She's like, and if something bad happens, it gets solved right away. That is almost funny. Yeah. Uh, like I, I run out of gas in Germany in this tiny, it was not even a village. It was an industrial area with nothing around. And I run out of gas like shit what am I going to do there's not a human around and then I walk out of the car and I see one guy in, in with his head in the motor of a car and I was like hi and he's like no English and I'm like ah diesel empty and then he says one minute and he comes back one minute later with a tank that says diesel over and just fills my cars with diesel nice <laughs> there you go so that's that's like it feels like the story of my life in a way yeah um, but that, I mean it's, this is 
let's let's go full on fucking hippie mode. Okay. It feels like there is some kind of like design interconnection between the way that you think and the way that you experience reality. Mm. Like I really, really, really believe that. And I really think that like by having like that attitude that you have does create solutions to problems that just appear like magic. Yeah. And I would maybe even say if you had a different mentality, that guy might not have been there. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, baby. It, I feel like there is this kind <laughs> of weird I don't I don't think anybody really understands reality. Like to be completely honest. Nobody fucking I can does. Agree. You talk to these like super smart physicists, they don't know anything. Like anybody that says they understand like physics doesn't understand physics. And the more they learn, the more they don't have a fucking clue. And you have all these different like, you know, bizarre, beautiful, wacky theories about what reality is. But like, it does kind of seem like there's something there's something going on. I don't know, but there's it's fun. At least on. like for me, I realized like I used to be uh, a super, a very good atheist. Mm. Um, uh, at one point in history <laughs> um, and then there's been a lot of different things happening uh, that have like slowly slowly changed in, in how I view uh, or the perception of reality mm. and, and now I'm almost like I'm, I, don't, I don't know much but I just if there is something more that's really fun yeah. And I love like to be able to kind of play with that and to run with that independent of what is the what is the truth truth. Yeah. Life is so like it's it's hilarious. It's, magic. it's so magic. It's magic. So <laughs> Life is like really it's really magical. It's really it there are these elements that just pop up and you go, Wow, that's nobody would believe that. Yeah. I have a, like a small, small story. It was, um, I was do, walking the Camino de Santiago yeah. in the north of Spain and I left my smartphone in the car. So I only had this Nokia with like five numbers and it made me so present. I felt so whole on that journey. Um, and then, which means that I didn't know where anyone was at any, any moment. And then, yeah, for some reason, um, I had been walking around with a, a thousand kroners note in my uh, in my uh, my purse when I had been walking, and I, I couldn't finish the the whole walk. But then I finished. I I quit because of my feet it was hurting too much. And then I went to my van in the in the north of in the other side of Spain. Drove the van like all through the north of Spain. Stopped to meet some two guys that I've been walking with for a week to eat dinner with them. So they had just continued walking while I had quit. And then they had met a girl uh, a couple of days earlier that there she was going to eat with us. And we sat down and we're going to eat. And she was like, dude, I have a question for you. And I was like, yeah, okay. But then it got away in the conversation. And then later I was like, oh, well, what was the question you wanted to ask me? And she was like, no, I, I promised myself that I had to ask every Norwegian I met um, this question. And I was like, okay, what's the question? And she was like, did you lose something on your journey? And it was like, over one and a half weeks since I quit walking. And uh, she was did you lose something? I was like, what do you mean lo lost something? She's like, did you lose money? I was like, I didn't go in plus. Like, I, I used money on the trip. She was like, no, it's cash. And I was like, did you find? And then I realized, like, I have a thousand kroner note in my, it's not there. 
And she have found that on the ground somewhere on the Camino mm. and then managed to meet me in a restaurant some time later. And she had used that thousand kroners note to um, to take all the pilgrim uh, pilgrims on a dinner on a Mexican restaurant and created so much joy just out of that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a really with the odds of that happening. Fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a fun magic moment for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think people experience these fun magic moments just enough for them to realize that there is something else going on, mm. and that's what I am kind of proud of myself for for not turning that switch off. Because so many, even like if you told that people that story to some people, there's a big chunk of society that would go. Uh, well, it's not really that magic because mm. you were on the trail and she was on the trail <laughs> and she knew those guys. I was like, dude, shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, you, you just make life so much less entertaining or enjoyable for yourself. Mm. And so, like, I'm really proud that I still have that, like, yeah, no, it's for a reason. Like, life is magic. Like, shit does happen for reasons that we don't really understand. And just kind of, like, enjoy it, man. Yeah, like, just and- really appreciate the beauty of this moment. That's super rare. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, it just, it changes. Also when problems appear, Mm. they're not really problems. There's something maybe that's going to create something later that's going to, so it does just truly make life easier as well. Yeah. I realized, but it's been hard for me to also kind of recognize that I do see that there are a lot more things that is, yeah, that the world is more magical than what we're kind of thought uh, taught when we're younger. Because, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It feels a bit scary, too. To How so? <laughs> what do you mean? Tell me. Let's go. I think uh, for me, like I have, I grew up in a, yeah, in a very atheistic family. And I think we see like with this, like the scientific way of, of, of seeing things as well, mm. that we're stripping the the world of its of its magic and how our powers and our potential and all these things so i think i guess in one way one of my fears is to that people will see me as a as a lunatic but then i also realized that there's such a big chunk of society also now that are starting to see things a bit different like seeing a bit more i guess spiritual if that's a word that resonates. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess people can use whatever word yeah. they want for it, and it's like spiritual has this kind of connotation, and I get it. Whatever, I don't mind yeah. the word spiritual. I'm a spiritual person. Like I've experienced a lot of these magical moments that just defy reality. They just defy like. <laughs> It's like there's no, I'll tell you like an example of like a kind of gift that I have Okay. is that like I could be walking and then I will think I'll see you, right? Yeah. I go, oh, there's Tuva. And then I'll look and I'll see you and then I'll look again and it's not you. I go, oh, that's not Tuva. And then I'll go like down, then I'll get on a bus or something. Let's say I just jumped on the next bus Yeah. that just came and then you'll be on the bus. Yeah. And then I'll be like, what the fuck? I, I just thought I saw you and now you're on this bus and there's no way I knew you were on that bus. There's no way I could have seen that bus. But I get this image that I literally see people before I end up seeing them. Wow. I know. And that yeah. just shit like that happens a lot. Like a lot. And I always think that like when things like that happen, I'm kind of like moving in the right direction. And if I, I miss these kind of things, like that don't happen for a while, I go, oh, maybe I got to make some changes in the direction that i take with my life Mm. 
But I always take these instances as like, and I mean, everybody's experienced this, like whether you want to call it spiritual or whatever the fuck you want to call it, everybody has experienced this. They've thought about somebody and then Mm. they've texted them or then they've called them. And so I didn't think about him for two years and then he called me. (laughs) That shit happens a lot. Yeah. And the thing is like, however people want to interpret that, it's up to them. It's up to them. Yes, that's a beautiful thing as well. And also to to know that, in, like, yeah, because things are as they are, independent in a way of what we what we think about it. So we can create, like, use our own truth and kind of live our life from that. Mm. And other people can live in their own way. Yeah, but the people that look at it and they go, oh, statistically, you probably think of 10 people every day and he was just one of the mathematically... It's a boring, boring life, no? It sucks. <laughs> it's a stupid, dumb way to look at it. It's a really boring mm. lens to put on the world and I don't yeah. think it's accurate. But I have a... I have a um, with... Uh, when thinking... We're talking about breathwork. Yeah. There, um, there was a book I read about breathwork and it said that... Uh, what is it called? Average. Average. Uh, the average uh, amount of breathwork sessions you need to have before you start asking questions about reality, I think was, I think it was nine. Or not, mm. maybe not the average, but like usually by the ninth breathwork session, people mm. be like, maybe there's something more. Yeah. Which also makes me really excited because then you can use the breath to open so many exciting doors mm. to how you yeah how you see your own life how you see your relationships how you see your own death like all these things mm. just through, through the breath yeah it's really it's a powerful tool <laughs> yeah i wonder if there's like you know you see all these like connections between macro things and micro things you know like there's this just like uh i don't know like I wonder if there's like a connection between like the expansion of the universe and like breath work. Like mm. it moves and like you would move, you know, like if you have a look at, I don't know, I can't like just how like something big gets represented by something really small. Like trees with the lungs, for example. Have you seen those type of things? Or like with the eye, are you thinking about things like that? Exactly. Like the pattern of the eyes and the supernova and these yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Like it just seems like it happens at scale on a massive scale mm-hmm. the same way it ha- like say for example um like the universe and the distance between planets and shit like that that's kind of like an atom like yeah. an atom is mostly space and that's the such a tiny thing and the universe and the galaxy is mostly space and that's a really big thing yeah so there's yeah. all these like and I, I know that you know it feels like we're sitting here and we're static and all that kind of stuff but the fucking yeah. planet is racing through the universe yeah and, and different energy vibrations yeah exactly <laughs> and it's expanding and the breath work is expanding i don't know yeah. it's just something that kind of and ooh. no Say oh it. yeah okay <laughs> so there was a, a friend of mine she she mentioned that you know the the word yahweh for God, mm-hmm. um, and it's said that like Yahweh's words should not be should not be spoken or something like that. It says in I think in in the Bible. <laughs> it's not. I don't have too much like research on this. Sure. Um, and this yeah, this is actually my own theory. I was thinking about the other some nights ago, um, and that it's said that Yahweh is not because originally it was written without the vocals. Mm. So just like, yeah, I'm not going to spell it because I don't remember how you spell it. Um, but it's, it's said to be like, yeah, yeah, 
sound of the breath mm. and that God is the breath. Yeah. And yeah, for me, yeah, it was yeah. it was just uh, like, yeah, it was just really interesting thing to hear because I've never thought about that and never. And because breath is truly life. And I don't now I'm sitting here talking about God. If I've never, never would imagine that I would sit on the, on the podcast and talk about God uh, in this way. Um, but why not? Yeah, why yeah, not? that's the thing. Like, that's it, the thing. Know? And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful to also see the change in in an individual like to experience the change inside of myself but you know through my curiosity of just yeah it, experiencing it, like, life <laughs> a lot a lot of people say that like to like instead of looking outward for god like look inwards and what is more inwards than the breath mm. do you know what i mean so there could be like some kind of yeah, truth to all that kind of stuff you know yeah yeah it's exciting yeah, to I, explore <laughs> i think it's exciting i think uh, but you're you're like you know you're on like uh yeah you're on a journey like you're really like exploring all of these like realms of states of being like with the breath work and then you're also like you know in your van exploring yeah now i'm gonna learn uh swing oh that's my next mission with my friend and also i would love to learn salsa like i just more and more i i go inward in a way i also find more and more excitement of being in this world like everything we can learn of different instruments of songs of 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 yeah of ways to connect with people all the different like species that is in the forest like all the all the all the type of green things that are in the nature all these flat um, yeah so you're you just you're <laughs> like really fascinated by so many things in life yeah and just more and more that is almost like Almost day, I'm like, I just want to do everything. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Why are you like that? Why is it? Why is it? Why is it like that? Is it because I, you have like this, like freedom where you can just, because you don't have a job, right? No, I, I or. I mean, you don't have a full. I mean, do you just have an extra forty hours a week <laughs> to do fun shit whilst the rest of us are out here scanning quick lunch at the Nemetusant? Is is that why you're so happy? <laughs> Did we, is is it <laughs> you don't have a job <laughs> you don't. the pain of a job is just removed from your entire essence <laughs> oh no it was funny i was i was having a a, a presentation at the, the festival called vinirok about van life was that recently yeah because i saw a couple of photos yeah, yeah, yeah it was beautiful uh and i was having a presentation there about van life and i was talking and i just realized realized the more and more i shared the more and more i just sounded like a jobless hippie walking barefoot around like <laughs> i was like but they don't know me like i'm, I'm more than that <laughs> um but yeah like for sure i think we do work too much in jobs we don't like like i think for me i've tried to do things i don't want to do but i just i just can't mm. i just can't do things i don't want to do and it's not that i do like like i love doing dishes like i don't mind doing dishes sometimes i really really enjoy that i can i can work hard like i build my own van i use four months like working 12 hours a day to to make that van and i put up the whole like electricity system myself like i learned a lot so it's not that i can't like that i can't do i can't work but and now i'm actually i'm working as a gardener as a summer job watering plants in different offices 
learning Spanish and doing breath practices while <laughs> watering the flowers. Um, but yeah, so I think we do work, do too much things that we don't like, which I do think like saps the life force out of us. And I, I can live on less, I live on less money than a lot of other people, but I just know now that like I am on, like I, through creating that freedom and allowing myself to not know where I'm going and taking one step at a time to, a time to uh, through my life, my path, path has been revealed. Like I know I'm so dedicated to the breath now. If that can make people sleep better and feel better and connect with their partners and all these things that the breath can do. And also I've realized that I do inspire people to do more of what they want to do. And if I can inspire people by just doing things I love to do, it's genius. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that it's uh, that, like, that's possible because I was never told that I could just do what I want to do and that would inspire other people and that I can, yeah, live off just doing what I want to do. Wow. That's amazing. I love that you said that. I got, you gave me goosebumps. Oh, yeah. You know that? You, <laughs> you know did. what that means? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Oh. No, but it's true. Like I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just so in love with life. Yeah, that's amazing. And like, you said like a bunch of things there, but like, you're right. Like if you're dedicating so much of your energy towards something that you don't want to do, mm. it really is going to make everything else fucking suck. Mm. Cause you know, like cause I wanted to know like, why are you so in love with all of this stuff? Like, why are you so positive? Yeah. Like, why are you so happy? And it, one of the reasons really is that you're just not spending energy doing shit that you don't want to fucking do. Mm. Like you're just dedicating energy to things you want to do, mm. whether it's building a van or watering plants or whatever the fuck it is. And I think that's like a really, really, really important thing to like acknowledge, mm. you know, like you have this love for life because you love everything that you do. There's not this big 40 yeah. hour chunk of sh maybe not everything. No, no, but it makes, yeah, it makes but, sense when you put it like you that. You don't have like the best hours of the week dedicated to some shit that you just fucking like, nah, I'm just doing this to get that. Mm. I'm just, I, I, I'm not doing it because I love it. Like you could build a van for 12 hours a day for four months, hard work, learning, trial and error, but you really, really, really want to do it. Yeah. And then also like, I realized like, if you know why you're doing it, it can be like at, at one point I managed to to start a, a tea company or an export company in Uganda. Wow. <laughs> and, and I really needed to learn more about business. Yeah. So I went to BI for for a year, yeah. this private uh, yeah, economic school. And I would I'd never picture myself going there, but I was so dedicated and like ready to do that year and to learn all these math things that I used to hate. And I managed to get through that year because I knew where I, like I had that power as this like base mm. of like the other side. Like I know where I'm going after this. Yeah. And I think that's the, that because from what I've seen, I guess, especially in Norwegian, when we say, oh, she's just doing what she wants. Mm. That that's something negative. Sounds selfish. It has something like a negative tone. Like everybody cannot just go and do whatever they want to do. Mm. 
But I do think when we really connect with our inner wants mm. and our inner passions and like really kind of like, what do I really want to experience in life? Is it, is it traveling or is it, um, I don't know, building a farm? Like there's, we have so many or start a band or uh, build a big company and create change from that. Uh, like there, you can look different from each person. Um, but I do think that the more we do things that we really want to do, of course, there are some parts of the, the system that we live in now that will fall and that w won't continue because there's so many jobs that people don't enjoy doing that much that maybe will fall away. But then we will start like steering our society in a more desirable direction. Mm. And of course, that will maybe be a little bit like wobbling in the start and a bit hard. Um, but like we, I, I feel like we are in this mess now that we are in, in at least in the, the physical world, that because too many people have been doing things that they don't want to do for too long, with everyone that is burned out, everyone that is depressed, but people taking their own lives and all these things. And then we're still pushing to be like, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm worthless in the way that we all feel obligated in a way to do things we don't want to. Because I also sometimes feel like, oh, maybe I should get a full-time job. Like I'm, I'm 27 now. Maybe I should. I'm like, no, do I, I, there are not, and in, in like the, the deepest part of, of, of my truth, there's nothing we should. And when you, like using the word, like I get to, even there's things that you don't really feel like doing, like, I, oh, but I'm, I'm lucky I get to do this and I get to do this. And we can, I f in a way, I feel like I am a living example of like, you can, you can do what you want to do and enjoy the journey and be patient. Like, of course, I'm, I'm not in a place now where I have, I don't know, yeah, if you want a lot of money, I'm not, like, I'm not there yet but if i want to I'll, I'll, I'll probably i'll get there as well but just to know that i can be happy also waking up in my van and be like oh i have five liters of water left maybe i have some rice and i can still be happy then i also know that i can that happiness is it's there in kind of independent of what is around me and mm. that has really amazed me through the two years that i've gone yeah okay yeah wow dude that's fucking epic it's <laughs> epic as shit <laughs> fucking legendary thing to say that's cool as fuck Tuva. thank you you nailed it i love that you said that i'm sitting there going yeah mm -hmm. keep talking <laughs> i want some rice too yeah Ugh, wow. yeah the food tastes good as well yeah, yeah. well i listen i'm so happy that you exist thank you yeah <laughs> but same to you absolutely I think for for me as well, like seeing, like yeah, I don't really, yeah, I don't really know who you are and that much about you. Just some but, yeah. <laughs> but at least like from from your, I guess like the energy you give off, and also like just also with comedy and these things that you, the little thing I know about you, um, it's such a beautiful like human connecting thing, like to make people laugh. Mm. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's, so so beautiful. Yeah, it's the best. I think uh, Yonis Yosef said it really well. He said it's a uh, good transactional karma. Yeah. It's like you feel good. I feel oh, good. Yeah. 
the world get better. Everybody feels good. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all doing it. Yeah. Mm. But I love that you're an example. Of, and that's what I constantly try to do on the podcast. I constantly look for guests that have done what they really want to do. Mm. Because it's so inspiring to me to have you there. And it's so, I think it's so like, it's just a really good reminder that like the main way of living life is only one way to live it. Mm. And if anybody feels like they want to do a different path, an alternative path, that there are people, and I think a growing number of people that are going, you know what? I want to do this. or I want to do that. And I think it's like cool to talk to people that are walking that path, you know? absolutely i that's what i that's what i like you know that's what i'm into yeah yeah and i think it's yeah and i think we also need reminders sadly quite often all the time because <laughs> like yeah we, we go back like really fast into that pattern of the of the main of the main like the main path so Except, and the main path has billions and trillions of dollars invested in maintaining that structure mm. like the main path needs people to get mortgages so that banks can loan out 10 times that amount of money or it needs people to fill offices or whatever the fuck it is you know like work in mail rooms or it needs Mm. you in this system and if you feel like you don't want to be in that system there's a way that you don't have to exist in it Mm. and you and other guests exist in the way that they want to exist in yeah outside of this our theater structure you know outside of this like this is how it's done this is the path and the path doesn't always lead to happiness for everybody i mean i kind of think it leads to a lot of unhappiness yeah right too so and i think also like of course it's it's beautiful to have um What is it? Like there are a lot of like inspirational movies, uh, books, etc. That people read and they feel like, oh my god, this this girl is just doing her own thing, and oh, I wish I could do the same. And then we have become a bit of a or pretty big like con- like we consume adventure and these unique meetings with people like we sit there and and read all these books and and watch these movies that was like wow these human meetings etc etc and i told my friend the other day that i i just thought about like it's so easy to think that all these magical things cannot happen in their own life Mm. so that's why they consume and kind of live through that story yeah but the things that are produced like the book for example like I'm, i'm writing writing on a book now and that is kind of like it's a travelogue and it's it's in a way that's just a waste of after my own lived experiences and the, the meetings that i've had with people i'm just like yeah putting that out to, to create something um but the the gold of that is my own experience of actually meeting those people it's mm. not the the, res- no. the result of that that's it's, an echo yeah it's, yeah yeah yeah, but I think you're right. I think a lot of people do definitely live vicariously through characters or through video games or whatever. And they go, you know what? This is how I, I outsource the adventure mm. to a uh, multimedia experience instead of going, huh, fuck, why did I, I be the that. main character? Yeah. I can, I'm the adventure guy. Yes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and it's so much fun. Like I did that during the during the pandemic. I, I brought, I made a sign and I said, 
if you have if you have something you want to talk about sit down with me mm. and i put it on a bench and nice. i sat there and waited and sometimes someone sat down and we started talking and then suddenly i had a yeah some new information about i don't know about pakistan if the guy was from pakistan or of different countries and different uh, occupations or different stories i was thinking about doing that with a podcast in like yeah. sophia and Berg podcast yeah i've been thinking about yeah that. right i was like yeah i was like that that sounds fun and can you imagine like if more people actually did that like you could walk through Grinaloka and there would be like four different spots you could sit down and share either if someone had like the topic of share your fear talk about anything you want tell your craziest story um what is something you've never or feel like you can't talk about in society and you can just walk around the city and sit down talk and then you can go on and then like that we have more play and interactions with each other yeah, yeah. that's things awesome. that i imagine yeah me too <laughs> me too it'll be cool all right Tova, i'm gonna say thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast thank you so much for having me it's been a true pleasure you had fun yes yeah absolutely you know what the thing with the podcast is like the conversation always finds a life of its own yes i never know like what and you don't know we don't know i've never met you you never met me and we're like okay let's see where we go with this yeah but it takes a while and we go ah oh, I, uh -huh, yeah. I know i see where <laughs> we're going here and then we end up in that direction oh, it's, yeah it's been amazing to see that right? how it's created it's itself a, it's a journey it's yeah, a real journey and we is. touch on adventure it is <laughs> it's a talk. It's, it is but it's like i love doing it i love it i love getting people so many of the comedians i know and i've seen them like a, you know a bunch of times but then with like the other guests i'm like yeah. all right we're gonna fall. let's find yeah, out who yeah, you are yeah, yeah. let's find out what we're gonna explore together and i fucking love it cool yeah amazing all thank right. you thanks for being a guest had a good time ladies and gentlemen see you later bye, bye. Mwah. Cool, good times, Tuba.